It's time for episode 429 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, December 15th, 2021. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where winter is coming. Or depending on where you are, I guess, already here. My name is Dan Warren, and I'm joined, as always, across the internet by my good friend, my pal, my co-host, my dungeon buddy. It's Micah Sargent. How are you doing today, Micah? I'm doing well, Dan. This is, of course, the show where we talk about four tech topics with two fantastic guests. To my left this week, it is a maker of fine videos and podcasts at Panic. It's Krista Mergan. Welcome back, Krista. Hi, thanks so much for having me. And to my left, it is the creator of App Launch Map, as well as my dungeon buddy and uh, oft incomparable panelist, it's Aline Sims. Hello, Aline. Hey, I'm here with my coffee and two out of three cats and not a lot of sleep. So let's do this. Let's <laughs> do this. All right. I will kick things off. Uh, SharePlay is now out on all of Apple's platforms. This is, of course, the big new feature that lets you have a FaceTime call and do something with the person while you're on FaceTime. Enjoy and experience together. Uh, my question for you is, do you, do you already watch movies or TV or listen to music or podcasts with people who are not in the same place with you? Is this like a feature that you... I know a lot of other uh, video services have these sort of watch party features. Is that something you've tried? Is this something you're interested in? Or is this just like a, well, it's all right. I don't know. Which, what do you think, Krista? Okay, so I haven't used it yet. Um, but I can say that it would have been great to have it this time last year. Or even in like early 2020 when my friend Asia and I watched the series finale of The Good Place at the same time. But not on FaceTime or anything. We just like watched it at the same time and then texted each other a little crying face emoji periodically. <laughs> but my daughter did try a few of those other options different times. Like she tried, I can't even remember, like Netflix together and some other things. But she tried a few different times to watch movies with her friends um, on Netflix or on Disney+. Plus. Um, it was just always a technological mess. Um, so I haven't actually used SharePlay yet, um, but I did see that like now Disney Plus supports it. And also because it um, seems to integrate so seamlessly, I feel like the kids could do it on their own without involving all the parents, which I have high hopes for. Um, even if it's not something I personally end up using, I feel like um, these vibrant young people today <laughs> will partake of SharePlay. So. Rosemary Orchard and I did an episode of iOS today covering SharePlay and different apps that use it. So I had a chance to really kind of dig into it. And I was very impressed with it. Um, as more people are getting the updates that fully enable things across devices, I'll, I'm looking forward to trying it out more. Um, yeah, I also used several of the different services that were available that were supposed to help you sync uh, play together. And they all are terrible. So I I definitely plan on using SharePlay probably right after the holiday season uh, to play with some different apps that are available. And I believe TikTok just enabled it not too long ago in its app. And so I have a feeling there'll be quite a few people scrolling through the TikTok for you page together, uh, having a chuckle while they are on FaceTime. So pretty clever stuff there. Aline, what are your thoughts? Yeah, kind of the same. Um, I had... Five months last year, 
spanning into early this year where my husband was staying with his mother during a health thing and we tried some other services to uh, watch things together and it did not go well, you know, same story. And it would have been really, really nice to be able to watch, you know, Star Trek together. Um, we discovered the other day that there was uh, the entire se- last season of The Expanse I watched without my husband because we just got so frustrated with it. I was like, I'm just doing this without you. And now I have to make penance for, <laughs> for, for watching one of our watch together series without him. But like, I'm excited to see if it works. Um, but we will see because, you know, this flaky technology, hard problem to solve, I guess, because nobody's done it super well. I'm excited to see if it actually works out. Uh, I would have liked this actually several years ago. I was thinking back to when my now wife and I lived in different cities and we would do the New York Times crossword on Sunday via Skype and like an awkward screen sharing. <laughs> um, and so having something that actually integrated into the the app or the system could have been a lot more fun. I do a show regularly with my pal Lex Friedman um, where we watch a movie together online and we've used some of the other ones, I think mainly like the Amazon Prime feature for this before. And it's worked okay um it's you know certainly it's better than trying to keep things in sync as we used to do where it's like all right three two one play um which was always a bit of a mess so i'm excited for the possibility of having that work even better uh, i'm looking forward to like having that opportunity where it's like suddenly oh i know i can use SharePlay for this <laughs> and having it hopefully deliver but the jury is still out for the moment thanks for all your thoughts on that topic let us go to our second topic today which comes from krista my question is um, about Bluetooth earbuds, and I feel like I've come on clockwise and talked about Bluetooth headphones in the past, so maybe that is just my topic, but uh, Bluetooth <laughs> earbuds specifically have been in the news again recently. There is like a big, fairly silly kerfuffle about the vice president preferring wired earbuds due to Bluetooth posing a security risk. Now just feels like a good time to talk about earbuds. Do you use Bluetooth earbuds? And if so, what has your experience been? Are there any models you prefer over others? And if so, why? Um, Also, full disclosure, I'm shopping for some for my mom for Christmas, um, but I'm not concerned about them posing a risk to national security when she's like rollerblading or gardening. I use a lot of different Bluetooth headphones and earbuds uh, regularly and switch between them regularly. What I'm finding are actually incredible headphones that I use mostly with my iPhone, not even with my Android device, are Google's Pixel Buds A. Not only do they come in green, a really beautiful green, which is important, but also they they fit in the ears very well. They sound really good. And there aren't a whole lot of like weird features that end up causing an issue. And the tap controls on them are kind of self-explanatory. But I also use a pair of of specially designed sleep phones uh, that's inside of a headband that uh, I, I go to sleep with. So lots of Bluetooth around me. Uh, so I guess my security is compromised. And you can hear my audiobooks whenever I'm sleeping if you want to, spies out there. Aline, take this away from me before I keep going. <laughs> okay, well, I have owned... Literally every model of uh, AirPods, as soon as the AirPods, the third generation AirPods were announced, um, I ordered them. Like as soon as the app store was up, I'm like, I'm on it. Um, And I love them. 
they're awesome. I can wear them for longer than I've been able to wear any other model of AirPods. I really tried to avoid earbuds for a long time because I didn't like the Apple ones. I, I had a lot of trouble with like earbuds in general that stayed in my ears or more importantly, didn't stay in my ears. So I used like over the ear headphones for a super long time and I had a couple Bluetooth pairs, including a, uh, a pair of Cos Porta Pros, which I really loved, although I thought the Bluetooth version that they put out was unfortunately not great. Um, but I bought AirPods Pro finally a couple years ago when they came out, having never really been an AirPod person. And uh, since then, I think they've probably become my default uh, earphones for almost everything except for recording podcasts, basically. Uh, just the other day, I was thinking, oh, I need to go. I'm traveling this week, and I need to record some podcasts. And I was trying to figure out how I'm going to do that with Bluetooth headphones. And I haven't figured that out yet. But <laughs> I'll think of, think of something. Because I, I used to carry a pair of um, Bose uh, QuietComfort, the noise-canceling headphones. And I really love those. But they're so bulky and huge. Um, and in fact, uh, mine broke and Bose replaced them under a warranty and I have them still in the shrink-wrapped box <laughs> because I haven't needed them since I got my AirPods. Um, I do use the uh, those Comply foam tips. I started using those uh, about a month ago and I actually like those better, I think, than Apple silicone ones. So yeah, there you go. Chris, I want you to take us home. I currently have Powerbeats Pro, um, which I mostly like I love the connectivity they they connect um as quickly as you know airpods do uh, my husband has some airpods pro um but yeah for my mom I was like I need something that's like easy and powerbeats though um they hook over the ear which I love but the uh the little like tips actually make my ears itch and so I had to like coat them with like clear nail polish remove or yeah clear nail polish basically oh wow yeah, and they and it solved the problem, but also now like the battery life is is waning, so I might be in the market for for uh, some kind of Bluetooth um, headphones myself. But thank you all very much. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna get my mom some AirPods. Excellent. Well, that is two topics down, two topics left to go, which of course means that it is halftime here at Clockwise, and this week's episode is brought to you by Pingdom from Solar Winds. Today's internet users expect a fast web experience. No matter how targeted your marketing content or how sleek your website is, they'll bounce if a page is loading too slow. But with real user monitoring from Pingdom, you can discover how website performance affects your visitor's experience. So you can take action before your business is impacted, all for as low as $10 a month. Whether your visitors are dispersed around the world or across different browsers, devices, and platforms, Pingdom helps you identify bottlenecks, troubleshoot performance, and make informed optimizations. Real user monitoring is an event-based solution, so it's built for scalability. That means you can monitor millions of page views, not just sample data, again, at an affordable price. Get live site performance visibility today with real user monitoring from Pingdom. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to buy, use the code CLOCKWISE at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and all of RelayFM. All right, halftime is over. Micah, what is your topic? My question for you, how do you protect yourself online when you are browsing? Do you typically use a VPN? Do you use private browsing mode from time to time, always? Uh, do you do something else? Maybe you're a, a Tor browser user. I'm just curious uh, what protections you have in place so I can hack you. No, um, just just to see what, what folks are doing when they feel they need to. Aline, we'll start with you. Oh yeah, you want you want me to put the target on my back again, Micah. <laughs> um, I used to in the before times go to coffee shops, mm. 
And when I was using shared Wi-Fi, I would use a VPN. I don't really do that nowadays for reasons I don't want to discuss. And so I'm mostly at home or on a cellular connection and don't really feel the need. Um, on the rare occasions when I am on Wi-Fi, um, I'm lucky enough that like my doctor's office has, um, has that set up. Uh, I just, Kind of let it go. I mean, if people want to spy on my netting sites, that's fine. Um, you know, a lot of the techno, a lot of the technology I use, a lot of the, the stuff I use, the apps I use, um, already have encryption. So I don't worry about it too much. Like my super secret incomparable conversations, scheduling when we're going to record the next total party kill or whatever. Um, those are safe. So, you know, I, I, I don't really worry about it too much. Um, right now. Hopefully when I start going to coffee shops again, I will <laughs> start using the VPN again. Um, but yeah, right now it's just uh, in a limbo state. I think I'm very similar to Aline setup. I too used to go to coffee shops and I would use occasionally when I remembered a VPN that I have set up on my own server. Um, I've used other VPN stuff in the past. Uh you know, it's not something I spend a lot of time worrying about. I'm I've been using iCloud Private Relay since uh, it came out in beta. I have mixed feelings about it. I think it, it's fine for what it does security wise, but I have too many like problems with it where it like shuts down my network connection for a little while until I like take it off and turn it back on again, and that that annoys me. And I feel like if you're going to make a system that is going to secure people, it needs to not be irritating because then they'll just turn it off as I do. Um, so in general, like Aline says, I, I think I tend to prioritize a lot of other security things uh, in terms of my experience. And, you know, apps that use encryption, strong passwords, um, just being smart about what like Wi-Fi networks I connect to and stuff like that. It's not a perfect solution, obviously, uh, but given the just sort of way that these kind of threats promulgate, I think it's it's probably one where it's like, well, you know, 90% of the time you are generally fine. And if you get caught up in that 10%, well, maybe maybe a precaution could have saved you, but was it worth the trade-offs? And all the times, it's not. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel about it. I guess very phlegmatic about it. <laughs> um, Krista, how about you? Um, well, at home, we have an Eero mesh system, um, like a, this system of, of routers um, for our Wi-Fi. And we use their Eero secure system, which is a firewall. Um, and then I use a VPN for work. Um, I also use things like uh, 1Password. And um, sometimes I use private um, browsing if I'm, you know, out, out and about or whatever. But I don't know that that really does anything. Um, but anyway... Um, I have a fun story, though, about the intersection of work and our firewall. Um, so I work at Panic, where we're making Playdate, the little yellow game console with a crank. Um, and we were just doing a routine test of the season delivery. So you get 24 games delivered over 12 weeks. Only in these tests, the timeline is sped up. Anyway, um, I kept trying to update to the latest software build and kept getting a server error on the Playdate. So I ended up like downloading the build and installing it on the device directly and was going back and forth and still getting a server error. But I was connected to our Wi-Fi, so like the network wasn't an issue there, um, except it turns out that it was because Nevin was testing the Euro app that lets you like uh, look at your network and pause different devices um, mm -hmm. that are currently on it. 
Um, and he decided to test out that feature on my play date without telling me. And then he wandered off and forgot about it. So I was like talking with like three different engineers. And I was like, why is this only happening with your play date? Like, why are you getting this server error? And I was like, I don't know. I thought it was maybe the build and I needed a different, but, um, and then I, it just occurred to me like to check the Euro app and yeah, my device was paused even. So yeah, it showed that it was like, you know, connected to Wi-Fi, So that wasn't flagging anything for me. Um, but anyway, uh, the firewall works pretty well. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that you bring that up because this is exactly why I had this question. Uh, my partner was working from home and was trying to access a website. And for some reason, it wasn't popping up. He couldn't get the website to pop up. So I said, do me a favor launch your phone and try accessing it from your phone. Um, and it wouldn't work there. And I said, now disconnect from the Wi-Fi and try to connect to it. And he did. And then the website worked. And I said, okay, it's Eero doing something. Um, so I hopped into the Eero app and temporarily disabled the um, ad blocking on the network. And then he was able to go to the website just fine. So the ad blocking that Eero had in place had marked this whole website as an ad network and thought that it needed to be blocked. So I ended up just creating a whitelist item in the network and it made me think of this. So yeah, I've got router level protection against ads and uh, other possible threats that can come in. Um, and it's kind of fun to go at the end of the week and see which devices. Um, the one that got the most ads was my TCL Roku TV. So now I just have that completely blocked from accessing the network at all because we use the Apple TV to watch things on the TCL Roku TV. It has its own separate connection with Eero. So that means that the TCL Roku TV, even though we never see that home screen or never interact with it, uh, was constantly communicating with the ad network, even though we weren't using any of those features. So I uh, have, you know, said, er, pause, just like uh, your your play date, except this one's going to stay that way. Um, but I also use uh, a VPN pretty regularly, just because ExpressVPN is incredible. And I don't like, you know, looking something up in one app and then seeing in another app that I'm getting ads for those things. And so I do try my best to kind of keep my IP obscured as much as possible. Uh, thank you all for your answers on that topic. I have taken notes as well. I kid. And let's move on to our final topic, which comes from Aline. All right. Well, it's the end of the year. That means that a lot of people are scrambling to take vacation days before they lose them. Um, uh, people have Christmas off. They have, you know, New Year's Eve off. And it's a good time to consume media. So I'm wondering, what are your media recommendations? Do you have books, TV shows, movies? Um, what should people be looking into? What worlds should we dive into before the end of the year? So many, so many. You're making me pull up my uh, pull up my lists of all the stuff I read and watched this year. Um, I would say uh, on the TV side, uh, I enjoyed all of the Marvel series that have aired this year, from WandaVision to uh, uh, Hawkeye, which is currently still airing. I really have a soft spot for the show Alex Ryder, which is a show about a teenage spy. It's like a, it's a little bit like a James Bond Jr. thing. It's airing on IMDb TV, and the second season just came out of that. Uh, and I really enjoyed the Leverage reboot that came out this year, which was just a lot of fun in an otherwise uh, year that needed some fun in it. 
uh, on the book side, uh, I read um, a book called uh, Mask of Mirrors, which is a great fantasy novel that's got some intrigue and swashbuckling and con artists and stuff, which is a lot of fun. It's a sequel that just came out last week. I read the Last Expanse book, which I really loved. Oh, so, uh, yeah, there's a handful of things, but there's there's so many more. And if you want to know more, let me tell you, I go over The Incomparable, where <laughs> Aline and I have both talked about uh, lots of shows and books and TV and stuff that we love. Krista, what about you? Well, I recently finished uh, Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir, who also wrote The Martian. Um, and like The Martian, this book is premised on, you know, it's like guy alone in space. Uh, but there's a really cool plot device of like a coma induced amnesia. So you get this. Um, so we sort of start in the middle of the story and then you get exposition via these little bursts of flashbacks. And then some really interesting and exciting things happen that I won't spoil. Um, but I will say like The Martian, the book is like really grounded in plausible science. So when these very implausible things start to happen, you can kind of just like go with it because it still feels very real. Um, so yes, if you have a sci-fi lover in your life, Project Hail Mary um, was great and my recommendation for that person. Um, and also though, Dan, I noticed that um, there are audiobook versions of all three of your books, um, your true. sci-fi, like espionage, Cold War books, which I didn't know they were available in audiobook format. So now they're on my Audible uh, wish list. So Thank you. I try to find, um, I, I like fantasy and I go and try to find fantasy series that have lots of titles, uh, in the series. Cause I know that I'll have a lot to, to get to listen through. Um, so one that I will recommend is uh, a series called The Pillars of Reality. It's by um, Jack Campbell, and it's narrated by McLeod Andrews on, on Audible. And this is a series where it's separated between these two guilds. Um, one is the Mechanics Guild, and one is the Mage Guild. And uh, then there are the Commons, and it's kind of all of these different groups and these very... Uh, sort of steadfast rules that are in place and people trying to sort of navigate this. And then uh, this young woman uh, who's a mechanic comes along and realizes, hey, this maybe isn't how the world should be and uh, tries to make some changes. And there's a lot of twists and turns and interesting things that happen uh, during that period of time. I could name a bunch, but I'll just uh, stop there so we can let Aline round things out. All right. For movies and TV, I've been kind of all about comfort lately. So warm, comfortable Jurassic Park, Alien, <laughs> Aliens, you know, the comfortable stuff. Um, but so I'm not watching a lot of new movies. Um, I'm also not watching a lot of new TV. But of course, Ted Lasso is really good for all mankind on Apple TV+. Plus is really good. Shit's Creek, I will always recommend The Good Place. Zoe's extraordinarily extraordinary playlist. Um books. Okay. People, I have read 106 books so far Holy this cow. year. Here are my five star books. Ready? Dan Morin's books. You may not have heard of the guy. They are actually really good. Um I my paid friend, nothing for this placement. <laughs> Helene Wecker's books, mm -hmm. The Gollum and the Genie yes. and The Hidden Palace. Yes, yes, yes. The Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse. The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Being Seen, One Deafblind Woman's Fight to End Ableism by Elsa Hunison. Um, 400 Souls, A Community History of Africa, African America, 1619 to 2019, um, is, uh, an essay anthology that tells 
a history of the United States that we don't hear in schools. Uh, it, a lot of different authors, a lot of different voices, a lot of different perspectives was very good. The Dictionary of Lost Words by Pip Williams is a fictionalized account of the writing of the Oxford Dictionary, um, but it explores how women and women's perspectives and issues were left out of that. And the Sholomance by Naomi Novik is like, what if the wizarding world of Harry Potter, but even fewer controls and more children died? Um, it's really, really good. It's, um, there are two of the three books out right now. Uh, and I zoomed through both of them, I think in like four days. So those, those are my five star books for 2021. And I recommend all of them highly. All righty. That is four topics down. Hopefully we have just enough time for a bonus topic. But first, uh, a quick word from our sponsors. Yes. You see, this episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Extend Pets. Look, puppies get a lot of airtime on Instagram and Twitter, and there's no denying they're cute. I can't deny it. But if you have an older dog at home, you know how loyal and loving those canine companions can be after years spent together. And it can be hard to watch them age, especially when they can't hop onto the couch quite like they used to. Thankfully, our friends at Extend Pets offer a nutritional supplement for your loyal companion to nourish, to heal, and strengthen joint tissue, cartilage, and bones. Extend Pets Joint Care is approved by licensed veterinarians and specifically formulated to relieve joint pain and boost mobility in aging dogs. It's got clinically proven ingredients and easy-to-use daily powder packets. Extend Pets is a company run by dog owners and with a Better Business Bureau rating of A+. And the fact that they make their supplements in a facility with GMP, NPA, and NSF certifications, I'll have to look those up later, you know you're getting the very best for your pooch. I love my two uh, senior dogs at this point. I didn't realize that they both co were considered senior dogs until the last time I took them to the vet. And they said, oh, it's time for their senior checkup, which meant more, <laughs> uh, more of a checkup than usual. And so along with that, yeah, you do have this issue of um, jumping up on the the bed. It's not as easy. Jumping up on the sofa is uh, maybe getting a little bit more difficult. And um, you get the graying around the face and all sorts of things. We're aging together. Uh, obviously, it's important that they feel their best and that... Um, for as long as they can, uh, they're able to move about the the apartment exactly how they want to, um, and that is is what this can do. I just got um, a couple of boxes of the Extend Pets Joint Care, uh, and it's just this uh, little packet that you have powder in. You can sprinkle it into the food, then they uh, you know eat it right up and. Um, it, it helps them with everything. It's it's uh, beef flavored, if I remember correctly. So they weren't going, oh, no, there's no way I can eat this medicinal stuff. <laughs> and so they get some help and uh, care. And then it also means that I know that they are feeling 
good inside. Extend Pets Joint Care uh, is safe and effective for every age, size, or breed, and it's available in the U.S. and Canada and the U.K. Listeners of this show, if you've got senior dogs, you can save 20% off a monthly subscription for their entire dog's lifetime. Try it now. You can cancel it anytime. No questions asked. You just go to extendpets.com slash clockwise. That's extendpets.com slash clockwise to save 20%. Our thanks to Extend Pets for looking after our beloved pets as they age. And of course, for their support of this show and Relay FM. Dan, take it away. And now it's time for the bonus topic. I would like to know what is your favorite winter activity very quickly? Krista. Uh, for me, it's a tie between snowboarding and cross-country skiing. Uh, I really, really love snow. Um, and sometimes I want to glide through it peacefully, soaking in the sights and sound of a forest. And other times I just want to see how fast I can barrel down a hill. So. <laughs> uh, sitting on like a covered porch with a cup of something hot while there's snow on the ground outside, I could just sit and listen to the silence that comes from that blanket of snowfall for hours and hours and hours. It's just so peaceful and it you could just it's it's almost meditative in its in its way. So yeah, listening to snow, I guess, is my favorite winter activity. Aline, what about you? I am Krista's balance in this world because I hate snow. I grew up in Colorado. One of my requirements for life outside of Colorado was that I would never live in snow again. Um, and so my favorite winter activity is enjoying pictures of people like Krista in the snow while sitting in my apartment that is not snowy. <laughs> Uh, I'll take a mix of those. I like I like going for a walk in that nice light snow at the beginning of winter, uh, especially when you can see like the holiday lights and stuff all around. That I find that oh, delightful. Yeah. And then coming inside and getting warm, uh, and preferably by some sort of heating device, whether it be a fireplace or what have you. Uh, lots of winter activities uh, for everybody. And that is the end of our show for today. All that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guests, Kristen Morgan. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks so much again for having me. And Aline Sims, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And Michael will be back next week. But until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.